Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. I am excited to be back here again today to talk to you about our newest developments. It has been a few days since Super Tuesday happened. I'm sure most of you who pay attention to politics have realized what transpired that day. It was almost likened to what you would call the empire striking back, if you feel as though the moderates are the empire. I'll just simply call the moderates striking back. It was an overwhelmingly good day for Joe Biden, who one week prior to that day, everyone was announcing his candidacy, his candidacy to be absolutely in the gutter. Uh, he wasn't doing that well in Iowa, to say the least. He didn't do that well in New Hampshire. He didn't do well in Nevada, even though he came in second place. And then South Carolina propelled him to an overwhelmingly good day on Super Tuesday. I'm not going to lie to you. The last time that I recorded some episodes and put them all out, we were recording those episodes on the, f- the day before the South Carolina primary. So those last like five episodes that you probably listened to, I recorded the night before South Carolina. So I watched in astonishment as South Carolina was an amazing day for him. And then how that translated into Super Tuesday. So a couple days went by and I didn't record any new episodes. I wanted to take some time to kind of figure out exactly what the, the next chapter of this podcast needed to be about. So I thought that for this first episode, post Super Tuesday, the most appropriate thing to do would be to talk about what exactly did we just witness. Because when you watch the news or you like read certain articles, they all have their different takes on it. So I wanted to kind of like absorb as much of that information as I could, as well as watching some of the shows that I particularly like to watch, like Rising on YouTube, go find it, Done by the Hill TV. And after listening to everyone's take, I thought that I should do my own research, which is what today's episode is truly about. I have dug through several exit polls that were done in 11 of the Super Tuesday states. And after going through countless amounts of these exit polls, I think I was staring at an iPad screen for about two hours, it came down to me that there was about six or seven different categories that I feel like tell the story of why Super Tuesday happened so that we can all understand it and what to do moving forward if you are a Bernie supporter. So let's first start with seeking to understand because I feel like A lot of people who are Bernie supporters, which isn't everyone who listens to this podcast, but I know that I've DM'd quite a few people who I know are Bernie supporters and Twitter and Instagram, so I know most of the people who are listening to this podcast feel that way. So I'm speaking to you directly right now. A lot of people who are Bernie supporters, myself included, went into Super Tuesday feeling like it was going to be a very overwhelmingly good day. And it wasn't a terrible day. We came out basically 
somewhat tied. We'll see, California hasn't officially given out all their delegates yet, but I feel as though once they do, this will be a pretty narrow race between Biden and Bernie, with Biden having the slight advantage. But let's talk about what did happen. So the question is, why were the polls so far off? Because we had poll after poll after poll after poll talking about what was going to happen in all of these states. For instance, I, there was polls coming out of Maine a couple days before the Maine primary where Bernie was plus 19. Okay? Now, pundits in the media love to talk about how polls are so predictive of how the electorate's going to be. But Bernie went from plus 19 in Maine to losing by, like, three. That that is unprecedented, to have a 22-point swing in a poll. So... Well, let's try to understand what people were saying as they were leaving voting. So, were people so turned off? Let's, let, before I get into this, let's talk about all the states that went on. There were 15 contests, 14 states including America Samoa, whereas Michael Bloomberg won the territory American Samoa, but, you know, he dropped out afterwards. Sayonara, Michael Bloomberg, we're not going to miss you. Uh, happy trails to Elizabeth Warren. I am a little disappointed that her, you know, candidacy ended the way that it did. I really was hoping that she was going to have a better Super Tuesday than she did. But, you know, I think that, unfortunately, there wasn't really enough voters between the two of them, her and Bernie. So, Colorado, Utah, and California go to Bernie Sanders, as well as Vermont, his home state, and Every other contest went to Joe Biden. Every single one. Maine. Massachusetts. I'm sorry again, Elizabeth Warren. Virginia. North Carolina. Alabama. Tennessee. Minnesota. Arkansas. Oklahoma. And Texas. As predicted by me on the Super Tuesday episode. But we'll get into that Texas thing a little bit later. So, was... The victory for Joe Biden about the issues. I'm not so sure about that. Let's talk about some exit polls here. First and foremost, what are the things that Bernie's always campaigning on? He campaigns on, as I've said in the past, Medicare for all and free tuition for all public colleges. So are those popular issues in the states that voted on Super Tuesday? Let's start with the free public college. They took exit polls out of five different states, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, Texas, and California. Should college, should free, should, uh, should public colleges be tuition free? Tennessee said 74% yes. North Carolina, 73% yes. Virginia, 66% yes. Texas, 77% yes. California, 73% yes. So, from those five states, it would seem that most people agree with Bernie on this one. Whereas he's calling for public colleges to be tuition-free completely. Joe Biden does not. In several states here, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five states, the same five states, they asked, what is your favorability of socialism in Tennessee? 47% were approving of socialism, 44 against. 
North Carolina, 50% approve, 40% against. In the state of Maine, 60% approve, 32% disapprove. In Texas, 56% yes, 37% no. In California, 53% yes, 33% no. But here is the tell-all. Medicare for All was polled in all of the Super Tuesday states. I left out Vermont because it didn't feel necessary to be getting exit polls out of Vermont. So I'm going to go through the, the 11 states that they did poll for Super Tuesday. Because uh, they didn't poll all 14 states that uh, voted on Super Tuesday. So I'm going to do 11 of the 14 here. So Medicare for all. Are you supporting that policy? In Alabama, 51% said yes. In Tennessee, 53% said yes. In North Carolina, 55% yes. In Virginia, 52% yes. In Massachusetts, 50% said yes. In Maine, 69% in said yes. In Minnesota, 62% said yes. In Oklahoma, 54% said yes. In Texas, 64% said yes. In Colorado, 54% said yes. And in California, 55% said yes. That's pretty overwhelming. Now, obviously, these aren't super majorities, not all, except for about three states here. They were all under 60%. So let's not talk about this as an overwhelming majority here. But the point is, is that 50% or higher of the people who are voting in these states agree with Bernie on the need for Medicare for all. So when you look at the Medicare for all exit pollings, the favorabilities on socialism, and the feelings behind colleges being tuition free, the issues were with Bernie. So why did the results come out the way that they came out? Well, there's another side to the exit polling here, and I think you'll find that this piece of information will kind of illuminate the reasons as to why people voted for Joe Biden. And we'll get right into that after this break. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana, that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. 
Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Welcome back from break, everyone. Thanks for hanging around and listening to my sales pitch that I try to get you to subscribe to my podcast during the break. Um, fun fact, subscribing to this podcast is a really great thing, and I highly recommend it. Moving on to our continuing topic here, the question I posed for you before the break is... Why exactly did Joe Biden win if people were agreeing with him on, or people who were agreeing with Bernie on the issues? So let's take another quick dive into the numbers. So the question is not where was Bernie competitive, but where was he not competitive? Let's take a look at issue number one that he was having because it was glaring. Okay. So they polled the amount of they polled the black population, the black voters in each state. Uh, some states did not have a significant enough of a black population to adequately poll it, like Maine and Oklahoma, so we don't, and Colorado. So we don't have numbers from those three states. So let's talk about the states that we do have, the other eight here, I believe. So in Alabama, of the black population that voted, which... Mind you, depending on the state that we're talking about here, it's either like 40% of the overall vote, like in Alabama, or in states like Virginia, it was 20% of the vote. So either way, still significant margins here. In Alabama, Biden got 72% of the black vote. Bernie got 10. Tennessee, Biden 57, Bernie 19. North Carolina, Biden 62, Bernie 17. Virginia, Biden 69, Bernie 17. Massachusetts, Biden 36, Bernie 29. Minnesota, Biden 47, Bernie 43. Texas, Biden 58, Bernie 15. California, Biden 37, Bernie 15. Biden was even winning black voters in California, and he's not doing well there. There is a little bit more to this story, but I want to focus here on Texas for a second. I didn't write down every single poll that I ended up looking through, but in Texas particularly, Bernie Sanders won white voters, he won Hispanic voters, and he won Asian voters. Bernie Sanders lost Texas because of the black vote. He got walloped 58 to 15 after sizably winning the vote for Latinos and Asians and marginally winning over whites. We're going to get back to this issue in a little bit here, but I want you all to remember that one specific stat as we go forward. 58 to 15 black vote in Texas is what lost him that state. So moving on, the next glaring issue is one thing that I just don't know 
exactly how you overcome this in a short time frame. This is going to be something that's going to be, need to be addressed a long time. But the 18 to 45 demographic, in comparison to the 45 and older demographic, as far as eligible voters are concerned, they are pretty close as far as how many people there are between those two age ranges. But there's a very strange story going on here that is pretty ubiquitous across the board. I'm not going to go through each individual state, but the average voter turnout for the ages 18 to 45 was that they made up about 33% of the voters on Super Tuesday. And the 45 and older crowd made up 66% of the voters on Super Tuesday. And when you go through each individual state, which I'm not going to do right now, Biden won the 45 and older crowd in every single state, even the states that Bernie won. Now, in the states that Bernie won, he was able to keep the margin close. Biden edged him out 22 to 20 in Colorado. Granted, there was four viable candidates there. That's why those numbers are a little weird. And he won 32 to 22 in California. Again, multiple viable candidates. But in the states that he lost, let me give you a quick example. In some states, he lost 72 to 9, 53 to 16, 43 to 19, 42 to 21, 64 to 14. He's getting blown out amongst older voters. This is white and black and Hispanic and Asian. He's getting absolutely walloped by 45 and older. So, are people who are black and or older voters not voting for Bernie because they don't agree with him on the issues? Nope, we already covered that one. Mostly everyone was in agreement with him about the issues. So what is the fact here that we are missing? Well, let's take a look at the last two exit polls that I find of consequence here for understanding why Super Tuesday went the way that it did. And the first one is, do you agree with the candidate that you're voting on on the issues, or are you voting for that candidate because you believe that they can beat Trump? So what's more important, beating Trump or someone who agrees with you on the issues? I want you all to pay attention to the numbers I'm about to throw at you because this is the stat that everyone needs to pay attention to. In Alabama, they said beat Trump was more important, 53%. And of those voters, Biden, you know, was up 69 to 14. In Tennessee, 61% said beating Trump was more important. Biden won that category 47 to 20. In North Carolina, they said beating Trump was more important, 63%. Biden won that category 44 to 19. In Virginia, 58% said beating Trump was more important. Biden won that category 63 to 16. This goes on for every single state. Every single state says 60% or more beating Trump is more important, and Biden won every single category in every state, even the states that Bernie ended up winning. On top of all of that, when you look at who exactly was voting on Super Tuesday. Almost every single state, whether it was Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, Maine, Minnesota, Texas, all of them, 
almost all of them had a population where 30 to 50 percent, 30 to 50 percent, Minnesota, Oklahoma, and Virginia each particularly had 50 percent of their voters say that they only decided to vote for who they were going to vote for in the last three days. So in the last three days before Super Tuesday, almost half the electorate in a lot of these states decided that Joe Biden could beat Donald Trump. And that's the reason that they decided to vote for him. That was it. There's a lot of questions surrounding why someone would all of a sudden just decide out of nowhere that Joe Biden was the overwhelming favorite. And I think that those things need to be discussed because it really allows us to understand why everyone out of nowhere came to the same conclusion that Joe Biden was the person who was going to beat Donald Trump, and they all decided in the last couple of days before Super Tuesday. So I'm asking you all to tune into my next episode where I break down why everyone went that direction and what Bernie Sanders supporters can do if they want to hopefully reverse it before the round two of Super Tuesday, which will be March 10th. everyone that is our show for today i want to thank you all for checking out indie thought independent thought is brought to you by your host desmond price you can follow us on twitter at independent thought or at indie i-n-d-e thought so again thank you all for coming and hanging out with me for those of you who found me on iTunes or on Spotify, please go ahead and subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating. If you give us a four-star rating, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So don't hate. Thank you so much, and I hope to see you all next time.